listening to Inspire On The Go. It's your weekly dose of fun, encouragement, real-life conversations, and all things women's ministry, regularly featuring segments from Andrea's radio show, Truth On The Go. If you find yourself on the go, then this is the podcast for you. Now, welcome your host, Andrea Lennon, as we talk about all the great truths that we can take with us as we go through our day. Hey friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I am so excited, as always, to come to you today. We have an Inspire On The Go podcast, and I am in the home of Shelly Chandler. I love your home, Shelly Chandler. Thank you. Okay, so here's what our listeners need to know. I literally live around the corner from you. Yes. So I can say I'll be there in a few minutes, and I'm really there in a few minutes. yes, yes. And so I'm always, like, late because I... I think, well, I'm just right around the corner. Right. And it's me. So it's and no, it's Shelly. Right. And no, no I today have to admit that although I've been to your home several oh. times, let's oh. just be honest, I drove up <laughs> and I parked and I knocked on the door and I saw on the door the letter B and I thought, well, Shelly's last name doesn't start with B and I was at your neighbor's house. <laughs> so I quickly just uh, looked around for a, a door with a C. Yes. And I went towards the C, Shelly, and I found you. You found the light. I yes. found the light. And, but I didn't move my car until I found which house was the correct one. I can't wait to talk to my neighbors about that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so like two blonde girls, what yeah. are we going to do? Oh, no, don't go there. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> All right, so Shelly Chandler, she is a women's ministry leader here at Central Baptist Church in Conway, Arkansas, which is our hometown. She also serves in leadership at the state level. She's one of our Inspire coordinators, yes. which we're so excited to have I you on board too. with yes. that. And um, you've just finished seminary. So yes. tell us about that. <laughs> well, that's one of those things that um, you get started and you wonder if it's ever going to end. And then it finally ends and you just can't believe that it's actually over. It just was very surreal. I hate to use that word because it's so cliche, but that really is what it was like. Just standing there in the auditorium, standing up with my cap and gown and my hood and walking across the stage and receiving my diploma. It wasn't something I ever envisioned for myself, but uh, God did. And God did it all. He really did. And so what's your degree? My degree is a master's in theological studies. Awesome. Yeah. We love that. Hands in the air for women who are Theology, just, um, working yes. hard to know the truth and understand the truth and then communicate the truth. You have yes. a speaking ministry as well. Yes. And tell us uh, the name of that. Well, um, I um, have founded Go3 Ministries. And basically what that is, is to use a big seminary word, um, it's just a hermeneutic to teach you how to study the Bible. And that's really what it is. It's a simple... Uh, three-step method. It's go um, go in, go out, go further. And basically what that does is I noticed the women in my church um, were really happy to, to listen to me, teach them, and just absorb everything. But we really weren't um, taking it and living it. I felt like they were just content to listen to me. And I wanted them to actually know that they could study and know God for themselves. They didn't have to have me teach them that. And so I developed this for them particularly. And then I'm able to go around and just... um, partner with other churches and encourage other women's ministry leaders and encourage their um, women that they can know the Bible for themselves, that the same Holy Spirit that lives in me is the same Holy Spirit that lives in them, and that God desires for us to know Him and that we can do that. 
That's awesome. That's so good. Well, I love that. And I have absolutely loved watching your journey. And it's it's been so fun to just have a little bit of a front row seat as yes, God's just kind of wrecked your world. And, um, you know, <laughs> very much, very opened much. New, opened new opportunities for you. Yes. And so today we're sitting in your home, which yes. is gorgeous. I have Thank to just you. tell everyone, it's like, you know, a little bit Joanna Gaines to me. <laughs> um, there's so many big things hanging on the wall. Yeah. And, and when you come to my house, I kind of want to be that, yes. but it's just, yes. it's such a real struggle for me. But, but, but you're owning it. Like the big, I you know, it. mirror. And the big baskets and oh the shutters like they're not even around windows they're just just hanging hanging on the the walls and so yeah it's really nice and then you have a you I mean let's not forget that you're married and have three children three boys three boys yes boy mom and total boy mom there's a there are a couple dogs around here too (laughs) we may hear them later that's a possibility (laughs) and they're so cute they are one is my big. Well, not big. He's my little furry baby. And the other one is my husband's big furry baby. And so, yes, we love our dogs. Um, I say Cooper is my fourth child and that it's a good thing we didn't have any more kids because I've lost the ability to discipline. So Cooper (laughs) is completely spoiled rotten. So anyway, but yes. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, I don't know which one greeted me at the door. Cooper. That was Cooper. And Cooper... I guess assumed that I had some sort of treat. Yes, he did. But yes. you and I both know that no. I had no treats. <laughs> I tried to tell him. I was like, this is not a dog lady. That's right. That's right. I have a dog because I love my son and right. Jesus is all about sanctification in our lives. <laughs> That's why I have a dog. And so oh. I, I, I just am amazed at all. At all the ways he challenges yes. us to be sacrificial in yes. our lives. Yes. And so Comes it, in many shapes and forms. It really does. It really <laughs> does. All right. So today on our podcast, we're going to talk about something that really, um, you're you're really good at, Shelly. I just have to say that. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how else to say that, except that I've watched you in your capacity as a women's ministry leader in the local church um, put on events. I've watched you uh, rally troops, rally people to help you with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've brought you on at the state level as the Inspire coordinator to help us with all the details of Inspire. And so your mind just kind of thinks strategically in yes. this way. And so we have a a lot of leaders across the state of Arkansas that host a lot of events, and we are so thankful that events can be used for the glory of God. Amen. They can be used um, to encourage women. They can be used to reach out to people who wouldn't come in uh, to a normal Sunday morning or a normal Wednesday night. And so mm-hmm. events are very yes. strategic, yes. but we have to make sure that we are strategic in hosting the events and planning the events. And so we're just going to chit chat about events and how they can be used for the glory of God. So tell us a little bit about just your heart for events. Okay. Um, That's funny that you said about me, uh, that just being something natural for me, because I think when something's natural for you, you don't even realize it. You just do it. And so this is just apparently one of the gifts that, that God has given me. But when you do any kind of event, and it doesn't it doesn't matter how big or how small it is, the, the word that I think of every time is intentional. Um, you need to be intentional. Um, there are no accidents when you're planning. And so one of the first things you you have to do very first is pray about it. Pray and ask God and, and seek Him and say, God, what plans do you have for us? Before you even decide to work on an event or offer something to your women or offer something anywhere, you need to really seek the Lord and say, Lord, is this 
something that you desire for us to do. Because the first, you do not want to do anything out of your own strength. If God is not in it, then you don't need to be doing it. I mean, that's just basically the bottom line with that. But you do need to be intentional, and there are no accidents when you're planning. And so the thing that I say is the most important is to advertise. You have to advertise. People are not going to accidentally come to your event. They're not going to drive down the street and go, oh, I wonder what's happening there. Let me pull in my car and see. That never works. And that's one of the things I hear the most about, well, nobody will come to our event. And I want to say, well, how much advertising did you do? Because if you do not tell people and over tell them about your event, they're not going to come. I've had so many women say to me, and this is after I have advertised judiciously over and over and over again. I mean, just so much I have just advertised. And then they say, oh, yes, I forgot about that. And so it's one of those (laughs) things that that's going to happen um, with them doing that. So you have to advertise. I mean, thank thank goodness we have so many ways to do that now. I mean, it's no longer just word of mouth and it's no longer just sticking it in the bulletin. You have so many other ways to start. Um, Any kind of social media can help you with that. And I would definitely use those outlets. Um, We advertise on Facebook. We advertise on Instagram. We advertise on the um, church video program that we have on our, our, our website. We advertise and of course in the bulletin and of course word of mouth. We hang posters up. That's huge. I would definitely tell you if you have a women's event, put a poster in the women's bathroom. (laughs) Put one up in every women's bathroom because that's where women congregate and they will see the advertisement. But you do need to be um, intentional with that. And then the other thing I have to tell women is to be excited because if you're not excited about your event, how on earth do you expect your women to be excited about it. So that all starts with you. And so that excitement starts with you. And when you're excited about something, your women will naturally follow along after you and be excited as well. And so if it's not something you're interested in, then I wouldn't do it. I would find someone else to do it. But find someone who is excited about it because that excitement is catching. Let me just add in there because I think whenever we go to our prayer closet and we really pray about it and we catch God's heart and his vision yes. for an event, that's the excitement that we want to you know, lead out of. That's the excitement of the overflow of our relationship with God. And so I I know we say it all the time and we say it in different ways um, here on Inspire on the Go, but we have to have that abiding relationship with Christ and we have to lead out of that. And even our events flow out of that personal quiet time that we've had with Jesus where he has spoken truth into our life through his word. Maybe he's confirmed it with other people and we get an excitement because we see God's moving and we're just a part of it. Absolutely. And we want to be a part of that. And if you can, if you can catch your women in that excitement, if you can light that fire underneath them, oh my goodness, they're going to beat the doors down wanting to come to whatever you're planning. Um, another thing you need to be sure and be mindful of is to be flexible. Um, there's something's going to happen that was unplanned. I mean, that just, I mean, there will be a tech issue. <laughs> Always there will be a tech issue every time. Um, there will be a last minute sickness. I've had an event one time where the uh, guest speaker was late in getting there. And so these things just happen. So you need to be flexible and realize okay, um, I really am not in control, even though I like to think that I am. So you need to remind yourself to do that. And then um, when it's all over, something that we always do is we're 
um, I say be critical. Be critical of your event. Um, look it over. Um, look at the highs. Look at the lows. Look at what worked, what didn't, and then make a list. We have a pro-con list that we make after every event, and I, I gather the women's team together, and I say, okay, what worked, what didn't? What was your favorite thing about this event? What did you not like about it? What could we do better next time? And that's always just such a smart thing to do when you're having an event. That way, if you find something, you can fine-tune it every year. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with doing something to excellence. There just isn't. And um, you can't do it to excellence if you don't have some kind of intentional plan. And the last thing that I think is the most important is just... Show abundant grace. Um, Grace for yourself, grace for your team, grace for the event. Um, We're so critical uh, personally of ourselves. And this is not... This is not the kind of critical that um, that we want to do or that God is requiring of us. That is not what this means to be critical. Um, if God gave you something, if God gave you an event, if he put something on your heart and you're following after him in obedience and offering this event, the fruit will be there. God will... God will bless that. God will just shower that in grace. And so offer that grace to yourself. If Don't ever walk away from an event and just beat yourself up saying, I wish I'd have done this better. I wish I'd have done that better. Girl, if you did what God asked you to do, you did exactly what you were supposed to do, no matter what that looks like to you. So offer yourself grace. Allow grace over these situations. Um, God doesn't ever take anybody somewhere where he's He's not willing to go. Mm-hmm. Um, he will go before you, behind you, and beside you the whole way. And so this is what... Um, I think is one of the most important things to do because if we don't allow grace over these situations, if we look at things and judge them by numbers or by um, just response or anything like that, we tend to get discouraged and we quit. So allow yourself grace and know it's probably not going to be amazing the first time you do it it takes practice good that's good well that's such good practical advice because you know what sometimes we can get um so entrenched in the details that we fail to see the bigger picture of what god is doing and we have to realize that he's in a process of sanctification in our personal lives in the lives of our women in our churches i mean he is at work and he is moving us towards his you know, perfect plan, his perfect will. And so we can sometimes get distracted by, like you said, how many were there or did they seem excited or, you know, how many people checked a certain box or how many volunteers came out of it. And sometimes we miss the finer details of what God's doing in knitting our hearts together in unity or that one person who felt unloved left there feeling loved, knowing God. And so we have to be careful how we measure success. Absolutely. And I've got a great example for that. We had one event at our church where we were doing a craft night and even though I know we're talking about my home being whatever I don't I don't really want to go to craft night when we have it at church that's yeah. just not me that's not my personality I go, let me go to a bible study let me do something else but please don't let me go to craft night but we had a craft night and it was very um well received but it was also a little discouraging because we had people sign up and then we didn't have a lot of people show up. And then I had some of my women who were like me going, uh, why are we doing craft night? So anyway, we had this craft night and I got to meet two new people that I had never seen before. 
and I just visited with them, and our women visited with them, and they loved on them, and this happened to be a Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Well, the next day, the next Sunday, both those women came, and one uh, joined our church, and the other one came for salvation. I know, right? It's just incredible. And so when we had our critical time of that event, and we talked about it as women, um, we talked about what was good, what was bad, and then someone said, I don't think we should ever have craft night again. And I said, I think we should have craft night every time. I said, we need craft night. Because you just never know what speaks to someone. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you're meeting them where they are. Absolutely. And women are so diverse. They're so different. (laughs) You know, like, you know, we have different personalities. We have different likes. And that's why, again, we want to make sure and always be strategic in how we plan. And, again, I want to bring in the Worship, Grow, Connect, Serve, Share model because that helps us to be biblical and balanced and focused and that craft night it fell into a connect event that led to a share event that led to a salvation experience which was a worship event and so there there is a model there is a plan that can help us Mm -hmm. but if we obviously if we offered craft night every single time you know we would have to we would have a balance issue there and so um even in our plans in terms of what types of events we host we want to have that critical strategic thinking all right so shifting gears Mm -hmm. um you i've watched you shelly and i I just think that you're you're probably like this is this makes me nervous where are you going right 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 right. okay so but this is this is so good because i think this is freedom like we Mm. want freedom in our walks with Christ. We yes. want freedom in our leadership. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I've learned over the years, which is it is both right and good to involve others in the leadership process, yeah. you know, and like bringing them in, equipping them, empowering them. Talk to us a little bit about how you do that as a leader. Okay. Um, well, it's set up really nice at our church and I appreciate that. Some some forethought I know went into that, but we have a team of, of uh, nine uh, women at our church, and then we have the the leader over that, and of course I'm the leader over that. And so what what we try to do um, is just when we get together, we try to make sure we have a good mix of women in there, and we get together as a team, and we we strive to hit just like you said all those different areas because we we do have women in all different walks of life. Um, you know, and if we're not careful, we tend to only hit the people that are like us. And so it's really good to constantly surround yourself with people who are different than you. That way you know how to meet all these different needs or attempt to meet these needs. And so that's one good thing that we do. And and, and I, I've taken several of these women. And it's funny because most of them are about 10 or so years um younger than me, but they've become some of my best friends and I've taken them and almost like a mentor relationship Mm -hmm. underneath my, my wing. And, um, they're going through things that are, that I have already been through, you know, 10 years ago. And so I can see things that are happening in their life and I've been there and I've survived it. And so that's always a good thing for them. And then I have other women that I have surrounded myself with that are about 10 to 15 years older than me that have also become really dear friends and they see me and they see what I'm walking through and they've lived it and they've survived it and so they're just a great source of comfort for me but this is how our our team operates we have we have this group and when we get together as much as we can we divide out you know I parcel out different things because I know you know this Andrea 
you cannot do everything on your own. You absolutely cannot. And you can have a few select people around you that you know you can trust and you can give them a job and you can teach them how to do that, show them how to do it, model it for them. And then the next thing you know, they're doing the same thing for someone else. And if you are willing to release things, I I say this all the time, Everything God gives me, I try not to hold on to it too tightly because I know it's not mine. And one day he'll ask me to hand it back over. And so if I can keep that mindset and know that my job here is not to try to be the best at everything. My job is to work alongside people, um, allow people to train me allow myself to train others pouring into them as well and it's just that 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 giant circle that God has already naturally created within the body of Christ I just want to be a part of it and so that's what we strive to do that's so good that's so good and one thing I know that comes out of that that is a great benefit is that as you're excited and you hand off things to people who are excited they will go in and and invest in other people and help them to be excited yes so it's it it impacts your event exponentially because yes. the more people you can get involved, the more people will be involved. And so it's a strategic thing in mm-hmm. terms of giving ownership and then yes. that reciprocating into more people at your events. But it's also um, such a great opportunity for you not to get burned out, mm-hmm. you know, and to, and <laughs> yeah. to really train up other people. And yeah. so I know that you have um, really thought through this because you've put put together a document for us at the state convention, which really outlines a process for setting up core teams and ad hoc teams and, you know, other, other leadership kind of strategies. And so if you're a women's ministry leader and you know, you need some help in the area of um, being strategic when it comes to team building, as Mm -hmm. well as um, just defining responsibilities, because that's another thing we, we didn't mention that we should Whenever you host an event, there are tons of different categories Absolutely. of responsibilities. Yes, and so you've identified those in yes. this um, in this document, and and then um, you know we're we're using that. That's mm. how that's how Inspire happens. We have a ton of volunteers. <laughs> uh, we have um, you know two key coordinators with you and Sherry Edwards, and then we have a ton of volunteers that mm. that we just entrust uh, you know leadership opportunities to. And here's what we're finding: they bring. So much energy to the table, we're having to keep up with them. Yes, absolutely. Yes, that's it's just it's a it's a beautiful thing, and you know our inspired team met. um, I guess that was last week. It was was last week, and there was so much excitement in that room. You know, there was so much just. so many ideas, but also so many different perspectives. But yet, we walked out of there unified in terms of you know, what Inspire is supposed to look like this year. And so let's talk a little bit about Inspire. Okay. Um, it's coming up March 9th, First Baptist Church, Russellville. Last year, our, our Inspire event was at your home church, Central yes. Baptist Church here in Conway. Uh, so this is a build-upon event. Yeah. Um, this year will be our sixth year, which is hard to believe. Uh, it grows every single year. And I'm so thankful that the women of Arkansas respond yes. to Inspire. Tell us what you love about Inspire. Oh my goodness. I just Inspire is one of those events that you don't realize how good it is until you've gone to it. Because I sometimes think we feel like we have to go away somewhere to be able to experience something. And while that is well and good, um, the thing I love the most about Inspire is you have quality 
within driving distance of your of your church of your women i mean of course if you want to go stay the night you go for it and you get your girlfriends and you guys stay the night and have a good time and just be silly that's some of the the most fun what you can have as women but um just the quality of speakers the quality of uh breakout the quality that's offered and then the fellowship there's something about knowing that you're worshiping with other people who live right where you do and the fact that you can meet them and you can uh, form these relationships with them it just feels like you're part of something bigger. And that's one of the things I love about Inspire. And there's nothing there's nothing silly about it. I mean, we have a good time because we're women. We're going to get together and we're going to be silly. But what you learn are things that you will take away and that you actually make them a part of your walk. It's not just something that you walk away and say, oh, well, that was nice. And then you forget about it. It's actually things that you will take with you from now on. Um, And to me, that's priceless. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. And you know, um, this is another great thing to mention here. I actually even received an email this morning from a women's ministry leader here in Arkansas, and she's bringing her women's group like instead of doing a conference in their home church they're They're all coming coming to to inspire inspire. together so you know they're bringing 20 women and they're going to enjoy that day together and and that's where if your church may be a smaller and doesn't have the the resources or even if you're a larger church and you just want a year off you know we do all the work for you (laughs) we do we really we really really do an experience (laughs) where you can walk in and as the leader or as the you know participant, you are getting to enjoy and mm. for the word of God to pour into you. Mm, and so, so uh, we want you to, ladies, everyone, we want you to mark your calendar. We want you to bring your friends. We want you to take advantage of this. Um, the gospel will be shared. Amen. It will be shared. And we, every year we see women coming to faith in Christ. Yes. Every year we see chains being broken in <laughs> Jesus' name. Every year we see women stepping into their call. Every year we see women encouraged in that hard spot in their life. Mm-hmm. And this year we're going to talk about how to be radiant. Yes. You know, and I think about just the relevancy of that topic because like we live in a dark fallen world, but, 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 but Jesus has overcome mm-hmm. and, um, he, he is, he is not only living in us, he is shining bright through us. And so there should be a difference in our life. And our key verse, you know, is, is talking about those who look to him are radiant. Their faces yes. are never covered with shame or fear or doubt. Mm-hmm. And so th- this is a tangible difference in our lives. And so that's what we're praying towards. That's what we're planning towards. And yeah, we're talking about all kinds of great things like bags and pins and t-shirts and, um, you know, food and breakouts <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But we're praying towards spiritual ends. And so we are expecting um, great things uh, this year at Inspire. Yes. So we want everyone to be a part of it. So Shelly, yes. Thank you so much for letting us come into your home. You're the dogs were great. They did. They did. Yeah, very they well. did really well. They did really well. And um, we just want you as a as a listener to know that we love you and we're so thankful for you. And we we are believing and praying great things in your life and your ministry. And we're here to help. So if you would like to um, contact Shelly or if you'd like to contact me in order to get a hold of that leadership guide, you can um, contact us through my state convention email, which is a at absc.org. 
and we'll talk to you soon on the next Inspire on the Go. This episode of Inspire on the Go is over, but we hope you'll be back next Monday for the latest episode. In the meantime, you can visit absc.org forward slash inspire podcast to find more episodes and ways to connect with Andrea. Also, if you're in central Arkansas, you can find Andrea's radio show Truth on the Go at 93.3 The Fish and 99.5 Faith Talk Radio on Sunday mornings.